Welcome to Radiant Church Podcast. We want Jesus to be the message in everything we do. We are those who look to him. Now, here's David Perkins. Father, we love you, and I thank you for this church, and I thank you, Lord Jesus, for the miracle that is Radiant Church. And We ask, Lord, that you would uh, cause your word to come alive in us. Holy Spirit, we pray that uh, you would come and, Lord, that each one of us would grow in our love and experience and desire for the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And so we just say we have great strength and great peace and great joy because you are the giver of those things. And so we love you. We honor you, God, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Some of you guys, when you hear that, you hear, okay, Holy Spirit conversation. This is good. This might be uh, kind of like the Elijah moment. And you, that's your favorite Bible story of the Holy Spirit. It's like Elijah, you know, he heard God in the whisper. It wasn't in the fire and it wasn't in the wind. He heard God in the whisper. And when you think Holy Spirit, you're like, yes, that's how I've encountered the Holy Spirit in the whisper. And then there are other use of, the others of you that you're like, you know, here's what I love. I, I, I love the Acts 2 text. Come on. Let's go tongues of fire. Let's go some upper room. And that's, that's it. And, uh, and that's more <laughs> what you're hoping for. And, um, and the crazy thing is, is that for all of us, as we study the scriptures, um, man, the Holy Spirit, he works in powerful ways. And he was and is in the whisper. And he was and he is in the tongues of fire. And uh, as much as we sometimes want to create a system or a box, um, the Holy Spirit just won't let us do that. And so we are wanting to grow in our fascination and our love for and our desire to be close to the Holy Spirit. And so my guess is that sitting in this room is a lot of uh, people with different experiences and a lot of diversity uh, in terms of what the Holy Spirit's done in your life. And then sometimes there's a little bit of uh, pain, maybe some triggers of mostly not what the Holy Spirit has done, but maybe what others have said or done that has kind of caused you to kind of be cautious about something. And, and my hope as a brand new church is that we would have a fresh slate with fresh eyes, look at the word of God and grow in our love and our desire to experience the Holy Spirit and walk in the Holy Spirit. And so that's where I'm going today, uh, that you would have just a, just a fresh desire. Just kind of throw off yesterday's pain, or, uh, and, maybe, maybe, and maybe there's not. Maybe for some of you, it's like, hey, I'm, I'm revved up, I'm ready to go. And, uh, and we've got all that in the room today. Uh, but my hope is that is that you would experience and encounter and grow in a fresh desire for the Holy Spirit. So today, um, I'm gonna focus in on uh, fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit. Uh, And in future weeks, we'll talk about spiritual gifts and some of those things, but uh, today I wanna talk about relationship um, because I believe that's right at the center. And so I kinda wanna launch out of, I'm gonna gonna go towards the great uh, conversations, the things that Jesus says in John 14, 15, and 16 as Jesus talks about the Holy Spirit. But I wanna start uh, with a benediction that Paul says in 2 Corinthians because I love just the way that he concludes this letter because he says this, he says, this is how he ends it. And now may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. The fellowship, the relationship. I like Eugene uh, Peterson's the message, uh, and it's a paraphrase, but he says something that kind of makes it come alive. He says, the amazing grace of the master, Jesus Christ, 
the extravagant love of God, and look at the way he says this, the intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. My prayer is that today we would just simply renew this. Oh God, I desire an intimate friendship with the Holy Spirit. Like no matter where you're at today, that you would increase your desire, your pursuit, your intentionality to have this intimate friendship with the Holy Spirit, to fellowship with the Holy Spirit. I grew up as a pastor's kid and one of the rooms in our church was the sanctuary and just outside the sanctuary was the fellowship hall. And so everything happened in the fellowship hall. And you wouldn't be surprised to know this, that by far and away, my favorite room in the church was the fellowship hall. Now, the, church, the sanctuary was great. That was the place where I could not run. That was the place where uh, I had to be quiet. That was the place where I often uh, would try to um, just kind of <laughs> make it through a little bit. But the fellowship hall was where we had potlucks. And the fellowship hall was where we uh, would hang out and eat after a wedding at a reception. And so I got food in the fellowship hall. I sat around tables in the fellowship hall. And the reason why I was named the fellowship hall was because of fellowship. It was relationship. It was, it was let's have a place where there's a place where we could connect, where we can talk. And this idea of fellowshipping, it's this idea of relationship. It's this idea of communication with God. It's this idea of, 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 of it not being this mystical force, but thinking of the Holy Spirit as a real person that you have relationship with. And so imagine with me if, as you walk through your week, if you possess this intimate friendship with the Holy Spirit, where the Holy Spirit is your friend, where the Holy Spirit, you're, you're an advocate. He's, he's, you're close to the Holy Spirit. And, and you have this, this ache to be close to him. Like not just an ought to, but a desire, not just a duty, but a want. Uh, I want to be close to the Holy Spirit. And even in the midst of all the things that you have to do, an overwhelming desire in your journey in life is, man, I want to be close to the Holy Spirit. A number of years ago, three years ago, I was, um, I was speaking at a church on a Sunday, and I was flying home on a, on a Sunday night, connecting through Dallas, and an uh, ice storm says, We're, your, your, your flight is canceled, um, and I thought, man, bummer, you know, I'm going to get home four hours later, only to find out that they said, it's, it's canceled and you will not get out until Wednesday. And uh, it's right then you find out if you're really fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit. I mean, you're like, oh, man, like, just, it's like everything godless comes out. And, uh, and so I said, Wednesday. And they said, Wednesday. And they said, but the good news is we're going to put you up at this hotel. So I Googled on my phone real quick only to see that it's a, it's a luxury hotel. And... Uh, so I end up for three days in this hotel. Uh, and I, you know, of course I thought, I'm gonna drive back to Colorado, how do I do this? And I ended up just, just there and um, got there, <laughs> it was pretty nice. Uh, I mean, it was, it was, it was different. I mean, I, I, just, I just called the church back home and said, hey, I'm stuck, sorry. And, uh, and I just, I, I mean, there's a pool, there's a workout room, it's, it's like there's room service. I mean, you know, like, huh. And, uh, I was talking to a friend of mine and, and he said, sounds great, sounds like you got lucky. And here's the reality is I said, no, I'm miserable. Why are you miserable? And I said, because I wanna be home with Renata and Dawson and Olivia and Adeline and Justice. And so here's the point, I'm in a luxurious hotel, but missing my closest friends. 
And because I'm in the luxurious hotel, but missing my friends, the relationship, man, it far surpasses the luxuries. And one of my fears for us as we live in one of the wealthier times in human history, and we live, you know, for us in a very wonderful uh, but blessed nation, is that we've got so many luxuries. Oh, the sadness, if I would have said, yeah, I think I'll just get used to the, the luxuries here and Maybe I'll wait a couple more days before I go home. My, my sadness for us is sometimes when I connect with people or talk over coffee, this idea of being close to God is just kind of crowded out by all the potential luxuries around us because we've got so much. And my hope and my prayer today is that that ache will grow inside of you. And even amidst all the luxuries that you've got, and you probably have them, and that there would be a growing desire. I, I, I want to fellowship with the Holy Spirit even more than I want fill in the blank, even more than I want the big retirement account, even more than I want the, the great swimming pool, even more than I want you fill it out. You know your own journey. And that there would be that, man, I want to fellowship. I want to be close to him. I want, to, I, want, I, want, I want him to be my best friend. And that's really my prayer, that, that it would grow in us. And so it would form the way that we think. We think about the Holy Spirit and we talk to the Holy Spirit, and then we, we begin to obey the Holy Spirit. That's my hope, that it wouldn't be strange, it wouldn't be weird. Um, and really, kind of the clearest, one of the most enjoyable ways to, to think about connecting with the Holy Spirit, fellowshipping, having friendship with the Holy Spirit, is really when Jesus talks to the disciples in, in John 14, 15, and 16. And so in John 13, Jesus has just washed their feet, and uh, it's, it's a Thursday night. He's going to die on Friday. And in this, what scholars call the great discourse, in this long conversation that we have, Jesus talks much about the Holy Spirit. And so he's been with the disciples. He's walked with them. He's hung out with them. He's talked with them. He's done life with them. It's been life on life. And then he's looking at them and he's giving them this language where he's saying, it's, it's better for you that I go away. And the, the, the comforter, the advocate, the Holy Spirit, the friend, he's going to come and and all of us are familiar with the idea that he presents there where he's talking about, it's better for you that I go away. And I think if you're like me, that's, that's sometimes hard to even fathom, really. It's hard to imagine that, that, that God coming to be inside of us, the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit comes and takes up residency in me, could, quite fat, could possibly better than Jesus, Christ incarnate, second person of the Trinity, with me, like right by me. But this is the language of Jesus where he's so clear. It's, it's better for you that I go away. And I want us to just kind of dig our teeth into that today. I want us to dig into what Jesus says when he talks about the Holy Spirit, because right here, he's talking about what the Holy Spirit will do. And so my hope is, is that you would grow in just hunger, just desire that says, I want to be close to the Holy Spirit, because this is what the Holy Spirit does. All right, so let's take a moment. Let's look at it. A few ideas. First one I want you to get is this, the Holy Spirit is a person. And I think that um, sometimes just in, as we kind of do life together and as we kind of think about our journey with God, sometimes it's easy to think of the Holy Spirit and not realize that he's really a person. And maybe you think of him as a dove or you think of him as a fire. And obviously we've got moments where Matthew 3, Holy Spirit appears like a dove, or we've got moments where the Holy Spirit is, is like a fire, where it's a purification process. 
But when Jesus talks, Jesus talks in the language of him being a person. Look at John chapter 14. And Jesus says this, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and to be, and to, and to be with you forever, the spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he lives with you and will be in you. Five different times we've got Jesus referring to the Holy Spirit as a person. Him, 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 he, it's that idea. It's, 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 he's a person. And so that may sound real simplistic for some of you and some of you it might be a new idea, but I find it easier to talk to a person and to relate to a person Wow, it's easier to think in terms of him as a person than if I think of him in some of these other ideas. If I think of him as a dove or if I think of him as, as a fire, I, I, I talk to people. And so Jesus refers to him here and, and he's a person. So you don't have to think kind of like a force. You don't have to think kind of like, you know, the, the, the fire, the dove. I want you to think about God among us and he's a person. And Jesus talks about him as as that. And then the second idea I want you to get here is, is that he's God. Um, sometimes I think it's easy for us to think maybe he's like a third wheel. You know, it's easy for us to imagine God the Father, um, the Creator. Um, it's easy to think of, of God the Son, uh, God incarnate, Jesus comes on planet Earth. And we, can, we, we have language of Jesus interacting with people, we have stories of miracles, we have all that. But the Holy Spirit, man, sometimes it's easy to just think, how does that exactly work? And, and I want you to just lock in with person, God, like real conversation that you can have. You'll relate to him personally when you think of him as a person, when you know him as a person, when he's a part of your experience and your expression, and he's part of your lifestyle. And then think of, of him in, a, in this kind of weighty, substantive way that he is, that he's God. I just want to throw in this one verse just to kind of show this point because it's in Acts chapter five and it's where the Holy Spirit really just kind of clear in a strong way. Peter calls him God. I just want you to see it. And you know the story of when Ananias and Sapphira lie and look at the way that Peter talks. Verse three, then Peter said, Ananias, how is it that Satan has so filled your heart that you have lied to the Holy Spirit? And have kept for yourself some of the money you received for the land. Didn't it belong... Uh, didn't it belong to you before it was sold? And after it was sold, wasn't the money at your disposal? What made you think of doing such a thing? And here's the point. Have you, uh, you have not lied just to human beings, but to, what's that word there? But to God. So you've lied to the Holy Spirit and he says there, you've lied to God. So man, all right, Holy Spirit, person, Holy Spirit, God, and, and Jesus I want you to picture Last Supper, great discourse, great conversation. Where Jesus is talking to his disciples and, and he says a few things that I just want us to pick up on. He says in John 14, 16, he says, and I will ask the father and he will give you another counselor. Here's the point, to be with you forever. First idea under this is the Holy Spirit will be with us. The Holy Spirit will be with you. So in your own journey, as you uh, follow Jesus and Jesus looks at his disciples and he says, the Holy Spirit will be with you. It's the Holy Spirit taking up residency in you. So with you, and this is one of the greatest 
most beautiful parts of fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit, intimate friendship with the Holy Spirit, is that he's always with you, always. And in our culture, where we have so much to do, where it feels like we are so maybe connected electronically, but potentially isolated in our lives, one of the ways that the enemy often tries to discourage you and discourage me is to help you feel isolated and alone. And one of the temptations for us is to go to any mechanism possible to try to not feel alone and lonely. And I want you to lock in with whatever your story, whatever your days look like, if you work a job or go to school or take care of your children, whatever your story is, this is one of the beauties of a great friend who's always with you. Like a great friend, you do a lot of stuff together. The Holy Spirit is a friend with you forever, taking up residency with you. And so as you dialogue with the Holy Spirit, as you have conversation with Holy Spirit, God inside of you, I mean, the Holy, this, I mean, this is big stuff. Imagine the beauty of that you don't ever have to be alone. You don't have to ever live perpetually lonely. You dialogue, know, walk with the Holy Spirit. And as you dialogue with the Holy Spirit, he's at work around you. He's at work in you. And so your journey as a Christian has this God at work factor as God is with you. And so when you have that, when, you, when that's a part of not just kind of a theory, but it's real on Monday, it's real on Tuesday, then it's easier to dialogue because you've got this strength to say, he's with me. One of the ways that I like to say it is sometimes there's just these God moments where you just go, only God could do that. And you're actually filled with gratitude to, toward the Holy Spirit because he's with you and he's giving you just these little moments where you know He is speaking to you. You know that he is working around you. When Renata and I, um, when we moved here, Last year to plant this church, uh, there's a, there's this, this was this was one of the things I really clung to, because you come to a new city and, and you don't you don't really know a lot of people yet and and yet this it was the moment where this really started to grow inside of me because I needed I needed the work of the Holy Spirit more than I'd ever needed in my life, and so I just began just this journey of just dialoguing and just kind of almost like an adventure, like, God, what are you going to do today? Holy Spirit, be at work. I need you today. And then there's these moments where when you're keyed into it, where it's when you're thinking about the Holy Spirit, God, a person, and you're, you're talking to the Holy Spirit, God, a person, and then you're obeying the Holy Spirit, God, a person, well, you start to experience little God moments where you begin to articulate the work of God in your midst. So Renata and I, we were uh, brand new in town and we rented an apartment here in Overland Park and, and we, one of the, I mean, the first, one of the first days that we were here, we uh, had a Chase Bank back in Colorado and they didn't have that here so we had to go start a new bank account and so we walked into a bank and, and it, as we were driving there, we had four kids in the car and ours and um, <laughs> and my wife says, hey, guys, um, let's pray. Let's, let's just ask the Holy Spirit to just give us a great banker. And I got to be honest with you. When she said that, I thought, 
that's the cutest Christian mom thing I've ever heard. <laughs> like, let's pray for a great banker. Like, and, I, and honestly, it was just kind of like, oh, it's cute. And, and we did. I mean, just as we're driving, and I'm listening to my, you know, my, my little girls and, you know, pray, you know, for the great banker. And, and we walk in to the bank, and the banker turns around, leans out like that, and says, did David Perkins just walk into my bank? And I was like, mm -hmm. <laughs> a little scared. And she said, uh, oh, you're here to plant a church. And I was like, this is the Lord. Like, <laughs> what is going on? And she said, I kid you not, welcome, Renata. And let me see, this must be Dawson, Olivia, Adeline, and Justice. And I was like, I'm out. What's, what's going on? And, and, uh, and then I just looked at her and I gave her this funny look. And she goes, oh, I, I listened to your podcast. <laughs> I thought, that's a miracle. Nobody listened to my podcast. <laughs> There's only like three people on planet Earth that listen to that. I can see the downloads. And, We were walking back to the car, and I just heard the Holy Spirit just say, I'm with you, you know? And you're like, well, yeah, yeah, okay, all right, okay, God, you're, you're at work. And it feels like we live in this life where it's just our decisions and mostly just chance and free will, and, and yet for the Christ follower that believes that the Holy Spirit has taken up residency inside of you, there's this intentionality that says, no, he will be with me. and He's taking up residency here. And, and I just want to invite you to go on that journey in fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit. I want to invite you to be intentional and say, I want to be close. Some of you are going to think I'm crazy for this next story, but that's why we're doing the series. Um, so we were on vacation this week. And... Uh, and uh, our, our family's favorite thing is to go to the beach, and so we were at the beach. And, um, and this sounds crazy, but the, we didn't have, like I went to the beach, but I didn't bring all the, like I didn't have like a football or a basketball or a Frisbee. I just, I don't know. I just, for me, just getting my family there is the miracle, you know, like, <laughs> and I just didn't even think about it. And, and so um, we just spent, you know, a lot of time there. We'd hang out in the waves and all that, but, but we didn't have anything to to, to play with, and I, I'm kind of, you know, I'm, I'm not a big spender, so I was like, I'm not buying anything from Walmart. I'm going to throw it away. I was just, that's kind of mean, but, but then I was feeling bad, and I just had that whole thing, right? So on the, on the second to the last day, I was with Dawson and Olivia, and, and, and we had found these paddles, and uh, I see, where is he going with this? I'm crazy. I'm just, I know, this is crazy, but, uh, and, but we didn't have a ball, and I was like, um, I was like, hey, Dawson, Liv, let's just go, let's just go look for a ball. And we start walking for a ball and we start praying that the Lord would give us a ball. And, uh, and we weren't gonna steal one, um, but, <laughs> but we had decided maybe, maybe we'll find one. And, and so we didn't find a ball. We were a little bit discouraged. And, uh, and the next morning, um, my family was already at the beach and I was driving to the beach. And as I'm driving, kid you not, in the median is the largest blue beach ball you've ever seen. And I know this sounds crazy, but I, I've sensed like the Holy Spirit said, I'm with you. And I, <laughs> I mean, when I walked to the beach, I didn't spend a dime, but I walked with, my kids were already there with the biggest blue beach ball on Thursday morning. 
I'm telling you, it was like Santa. I mean, it was like, dad is awesome. And, and I just tell you those stories because I think, I think in our journey, you know, sometimes we listen to the cynics and, and we're at risk of, of people thinking you're a, bit, a little bit of a looney tune. Like, okay, you don't just think that's chance, David. You don't just think and... But listen to the way that, the whole, that Jesus talks here because he's, verse 17, he keeps going. He says, the world cannot accept him, the Holy Spirit, because it neither sees him nor knows him. Ah, but you know him and he will be in you. And so when other people say, you know what, I just can't believe that God would give you a blue beach ball. Or I, I just can't believe that the Holy Spirit would really care about your banker. I don't know, because I feel like I know him. I feel like he's in me. And I've got these moments where I've learned to trust his voice. I've got these, these just these moments, and it's not, this is for me. I mean, I, I want more of the Acts 2, Tongues, Fire stuff. For me, there's a lot of moments where it's just, he's leading, he's speaking, he's at work, and it's just, I gotta trust that that's your voice. And, and the world will think you're a little bit nuts. And Jesus said that. Because Jesus said that to his disciples. He says, you know him for he lives with you and he will be in you. And so as you walk with the Holy Spirit, as you fellowship with the Holy Spirit, you gotta know, welcome to being kind of like foreigners in a strange land where the world goes, that's a little bit off the wall. But you've got this sensitivity in your heart that you go, but I know him. And there's God stories. There's God moments. And then he says in verse 26, which I love because he's just come out of verse 18 where he says, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come for you. And I just want you to hear that today. I want you to hear he's not gonna leave you as an orphan. Some of you, you've been, man, you've been left maybe by a spouse. Maybe you've been left by family. Maybe you've been left some kind of horrible business situation, maybe your children, maybe some kind of broken relationship through a church scenario. But I want you to hear the Holy Spirit who's with you and Jesus, and I want you to get Jesus. I won't leave you as orphans. I'll come to you and man, yeah, Jesus is returning one day and he sends the Holy Spirit to be with the disciples in a way that he's with you right now is through the Holy Spirit. And man, what happens to the Christ follower that just doesn't let that kind of be a strange category in their life, but an intimate friendship? Man, it's like going on a journey. Look at the way he says this in verse 26, John 14, 26. He says, he's gonna teach us. The Holy Spirit will teach us. But the counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and will remind you of everything that I have said to you. This is beautiful. Of course, we know Matthew and John actually, disciples there, they become gospel writers. They actually write out the story. And I think there's a fulfillment in that where Jesus is saying, I'll help you remember all these things I've said. And I think also for us, it's the Holy Spirit helping the words of Jesus, helping the word of God be, be understandable and, and help us know it. And it's the Holy Spirit that will teach you. The Holy Spirit will, will teach you his word. The Holy Spirit will 
man, the Holy Spirit is a friend. The Holy Spirit, it's, it's man, to think of it as just, ah, it's kind of confusing. It's maybe for the, the weird Christians. It's maybe there's people that believe in, in the fire and the, I don't know what I think about all that. I'm okay with the Father loving me and I'm okay with Jesus dying for me and I'm saved by grace through faith and I'll just, I'll just make it to heaven, okay? But I want to invite you to keep going and go into this intimate friendship with the Holy Spirit, this perpetual conversation with the Holy Spirit where he... He's a person, and he's, and he's God, and he's, he's with you, and he teaches you. He teaches you the word of God, and, and maybe, it's even, maybe it's even for you as you're studying it, and you're reading it, and there's those moments where it's just an aha moment, right? Let's just, it, you've read it before, but then it's, ah, oh, and it's not information, but it's revelation, which is what Paul prays for you perpetually, where he's like, give him a spirit of revelation. Why? It's because when it's revelation, when it's the Holy Spirit revealing things to you, it's a game changer in a way that information will speak to your head, revelation will hit your heart, and it's transformation. And so that spiritual revelation, i.e. from the Spirit, you, there's, people, there's people that that are, maybe they're agnostic, maybe they're atheists, maybe whatever, but they'll talk to you and they'll mock you for for your conviction that God is love. I've experienced this. And, and I, you just can't. You, they can talk all day, but man, Romans 5, 5, this is the Holy Spirit pours out the love of God into our hearts, and you're just like, I can't. I, I, it's a revelation for you. It's not just information. It's not just a theoretical idea. I mean, the, the, the relationship that you have with the Holy Spirit, the relationship that you have with God is so real that it's, it's just not up for debate. And if they call you crazy and looney tune, well, Jesus said it, that was highly probable. And as you share your faith, sometimes that's real. But look at how he says it next, then we keep going, because this is just, Jesus just hits, I mean, it's, it's like Jesus is just wanting to look at these disciples that he loves so much that he's just got this, he's got this desire, this friendship with him. He loves me. He looks at John and he loves John. And he looks at Peter and he just loves Peter. And Peter's a little hot-headed, but he just loves him. And he, he looks at Matthew and he just loves him. And he's like, but he's looking at these guys. And the way that he's comforting them is the Holy Spirit's coming. This Holy Spirit. Man, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Guys, Spirit, it's better for you that I go. Look at the way he says it in John 15, continues in the conversation. When the advocate, or the Holy Spirit, when the advocate comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who, comes, who goes out from the Father, he will testify about me. And you also must testify, for you have been with me from the beginning. So now he's talking again about the Holy Spirit, and he's talking about testifying, speaking of Jesus. The Holy Spirit will testify about Jesus. You're going to testify about Jesus. The Holy Spirit in you will increase your own capacity, ability to have a testimony, to proclaim, to declare, to testify about Jesus. The Holy Spirit, man, he's going to bring glory to Jesus. It's, it, that's who he is. He's, I heard one preacher say it this way. He says, it's like, it's like, he's like the photographer at the party 
Because the photographer, you never see a picture of him. He's always taking it of other people, right? That's what the Holy Spirit does. He's always glorifying Jesus. He's always, he's always helping people look to Jesus. He's the photographer at the party that's just taking the picture. And Jesus, Jesus is in the picture. Once everybody see Jesus, and the Holy Spirit is gonna testify about who Jesus is. He's gonna help you testify, which we need because you know what, friends? This is our mission. This is what God has called us to do. And man, we love the journey and all the processes along the way in terms of of all the different things that the Holy Spirit brings. But our big mission, the great commission, the thing that we're called to do, the Holy Spirit will be with you as you go into the world and help people know about him and testify, him, make disciples of him. And you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. The Holy Spirit will come on you. The Holy Spirit is a helper. He's a friend to help you actually testify about Jesus. So as you're walking through your week, as you're thinking through things and you've got people around you, it is your job to develop relationships with people who don't know Jesus. It is your job to try to, 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 to be a testimony of what Jesus has done in your life. And the Holy Spirit, as you have this friendship with him, as you know him, as you walk with him, the Holy Spirit will help you in that. You're not alone in that. So that whether it's your verbal story to tell or it's the way that you serve or it's the people that you lead or it's the example that you set, the Holy Spirit at work inside of you. The Holy Spirit comes and, and this is big to us because we so believe that heaven and hell are realities and that the church of Jesus Christ is on mission to help people come to know Jesus. And so Holy Spirit says, all right, here's the reality. I'll help you. I'll testify about Jesus. And it's your job to testify about him too. And then John 16, the Holy Spirit will guide us. Look at this. But when he, Jesus, still speaking to the disciples, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide or lead. He will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. Now, this is a big one because this is the process where you're letting the Holy Spirit lead you. You live in a culture that tells you not to do that. You live in a culture every day, you're in a war zone. And here's what the culture says, lead yourself. Be your own man, do your own thing. You, 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 you. And it's, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's when you're a little tiny kid and you're hearing songs about, it's about you and make your wish come true. And, and all the way through to think so counterculturally to actually think, I'm gonna not be led by my own intelligence, my own cravings, my own desires, my own bank account, my own will. I'm gonna be led by God inside of me, Holy Spirit. He will lead me, he will guide me. And I'm actually following a person. I'm listening, I'm talking to the Holy Spirit. I'm thinking on the Holy Spirit. I'm obeying the Holy Spirit and he he is faithful, he will guide you. And I think a lot of times in my own journey, this is more testimony for a moment, if for me, I've wanted the burning bush moment. Like I've wanted, oh God, just if you would just show up in a fire and talk, I'd get it. Like if I could hear the audible voice of God, I'll do it. But here's what happens as we dialogue with the Holy Spirit. It's that, it's that guiding. It's that I'm in you. I'm with you. Trust me. Oh, I don't know if I can trust. If I trust, I have to go against my own intellect. Yeah, that's right. If I trust, it means I'm not trusting in my own ability to look at 
my gifts, my skills, my bank account, my friends, my talent, and my country, and all these things. And if I can plan my own way, that I'm, and, but I, and he goes, right, I, I want you to let me guide you. And here's the reality. The adventure of walking with the spirit is one of the most, it, it is the most enjoyable way to live. And one of the reasons why we have bored Christians is because they're walking on their own. It's, hey, I prayed a prayer. My soul is saved in the vault of heaven till the day I die. I'm going to heaven, and they are. But they're missing out on Jesus saying, I'm gonna send you the Holy Spirit. Man, he's gonna lead you, he's gonna guide you. And, and when you're, <laughs> Mark Batterson says it's like, it's like chasing the goose. It's just like, it's, it's a journey, it's an adventure. It's, it's like, it's kind of wild. It's, and you don't know exactly where it's gonna go. And, but he's faithful, he's good. It's better for you that I go and it'll be a good journey. And so then you're on this journey and you're like, okay, God. Now I'll just tell you this, for Renata and I, man, our life in Colorado was really, really good. Like I had a great job. I mean, it was Colorado. I mean, it, I had a, it was awesome. I mean, I, I was paid well. I, I had a good life there. But man, when the Holy Spirit starts uh, guiding, uh-oh, well, I, I, and I wanted, I mean, I wanted, God, if, you, if you're really calling me to do this, man, I, if you want me to go plant a church, I, God, I need it to be, give me an audible, I told Renata one time, I was like, babe, I want to go spend three days in Denver to have my encounter with God. And she was like, you're gonna schedule it? I was like, yes, I am because I have four little kids. I have not saved much for their college and I, I'm scared to death. And so I'm gonna go spend three days with God. He's gonna speak to me. It's gonna happen and I'll know. And I did and I did not hear a thing. I sat in that hotel with my nose in a book or a Bible or a notebook for three days. Oh God, oh God. I, was, I didn't know if I was going to heaven or he was coming down. I didn't know what was gonna happen. But I'll tell you what did happen. I was listening to a speaker, Renan and I were sitting on the front row. And this preacher, he was from China and he was preaching a million miles a minute. And the truth is, I had no idea what he was talking about. I mean, I was on the front row and I was on my phone pretending to take notes, but I was like, what? I couldn't even, don't you ever do that. Uh, uh, I, just, I just can't get it. But then he says this phrase where he just goes, if deep inside your heart there is a desire that you just can't shake, that's probably the Lord. And I knew. It wasn't a moment. It was a, it was a relationship. Because the Holy Spirit was guiding me. And I never did have that burning bush experience. I never did have the wind or the earthquake. I just, but I knew it was conversation. It was a relationship. And I believe that God has a vision, a journey, an adventure for many that are here today. You're a little bored where you're at. It's kind of scary to say. It's probably not a nice thing for me to say because he's guiding and it's gonna require a risk it's gonna require this jump into the unknown. But it's the only thrilling way to live. And he is good. 
and at the end, you wouldn't trade it for the world. At the end of the day, living for you and comfort is miserable. Luxury compared to relationship never wins. Relationship is everything. And you can talk to people who have suffered or gone through hardship, but they've been close to Jesus and they're 80 years old and they're alive. You can talk to people who have lived a good life and they're 80 years old. Their bank accounts are full. They played it safe. And they've got a very expensive casket. <laughs> and they're sad. And there's, it's just, it, the, the, the work of the holy man, it's everything. It's everything. And so to go on this journey with the Holy Spirit, okay? Fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit, intimate friendship with the Holy Spirit, okay, I'm in. I'm in. Take me on the journey. I'll listen. And you'll grow in your confidence that he's speaking. You'll learn to trust that voice. And it won't just be the crazy testimony of somebody on a video or the weird Looney Tune. It'll be, no, I can't deny this is what God's doing. The Holy Spirit is speaking to me. The Holy Spirit is leading me. The Holy Spirit is guiding me. That's my prayer. My prayer is that some of you, you take the step and I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's to plant the church. I don't know if it's to go on the mission field. I don't know if it's to, to I don't know if it's to, to, to take the promotion so that you can influence more. I don't know. I don't know if it's to, to, to care for the orphan. I, 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 I can't say it, but you know. This is where he's guiding me. It's like, it's like he's leading me. He will lead you the good way may not be the way that the culture says they understand but at the end of the day you go he is good it's better for you that I go he is good it's a good thing and so my prayer for you is that priority increase Whew. I want to fellowship with the Holy Spirit we stand with me let's pray together just place your hand on your heart to God. We just pray for fresh eyes to see the work of the Holy Spirit in the scriptures. Fresh eyes to see the Holy Spirit at work in our lives. Fresh eyes to see the Holy Spirit at work, God, in our church. And fresh eyes to see the work of the Holy Spirit. We just want to go on the journey. I just, just, just like a best friend, I just... I want, I want my friend, the, the helper, the, the advocate. You're, you're so good. Take a presidency. Come, Holy Spirit. Have your way, we pray, in our lives. Lead us. You're with us. Man, help us be close to you. Holy Spirit, I pray that you'd pour out the love of God in our hearts that would be real and fresh today. I pray for the weary follower today. Oh God, do something new and afresh in their journey. We love you today.
Jesus' name. It's possible today that right now you are living in a way that's just for you. And when the Holy Spirit comes, he will reveal Jesus. And today he has revealed Jesus to you. Jesus is the Savior. Jesus is the one who came to earth and lived perfectly gave his life forever defeated the enemy because he loved you scripture says father so loved the world he gave his son that whoever that, that's potentially you today that whoever possibly leading you to give your life to Jesus. And if that's you, I just want to invite you just to repeat this prayer after me. Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I thank you for giving your son. I choose you today. I believe in you. I believe Jesus died for me. I believe you rose from the dead. I believe I give you my life. God, and I, and I, choose, I choose to follow you. I, I choose you. You're your first place. You're your number one. Your first priority. Come take up residency in me. Come dwell in me. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks again for listening. To learn more and to join our Radiant family, Check us out on social media and online at RadiantChurchKC.com.